Nothing is more important than protecting your family. Have you recently bought a new home? Do you have kids that will head to college soon? Term life insurance will protect your family from the potential burden of loans. Life insurance is there to bring a sense of security, and EverQuote is here to make things easy to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. to help you better understand your needs and to find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648 to speak to EverQuote. Podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. Oh, the first pitch drills him. Castellanos gets a stare. And he'll be granted first base. First pitch away, squirts loose, Castellanos storms off, the shovel, he's safe! And Castellanos right in the face of Woodford, and now the bench is empty! This divisional rivalry game, Castellanos took exception to getting hit by a pitch. And Woodford being held back by his teammates as he repeatedly points at Castellanos. Now the bullpens emerge. Castellanos had offered the baseball back to Woodford when he was hit. Two outs, space is empty. And he storms home on the pitch off target that was in and out of the glove of Molina. And he parked right in Woodford's face. Well, John, it is an emotional game, and I mentioned stealing second base and stealing third base so that you can score. Castellanos is thinking, yes, you hit me, I need to score. And that's exactly what you saw on the pass ball. He slid head first, he gets into the plate. Hopefully we can see a replay of what happens at the dish, but I'm going to assume he's yelling, let's go. You can see right there, head first slide, guys on his back, let's go. I wore 93 in the ribs. That don't exactly feel good. You know, I asked Yachty if it was an accident. He said, of course it's an accident. All right, Yachty's, dude, Yachty's a boss, yo. Like, all right, I give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, all right, it's an accident. Take my stuff off. I even asked the pitcher if he wanted the ball back. You know, just out of, sometimes pitchers, he's coasting, I don't know. There, I go to first, and the only thing I'm thinking about doing is scoring. I'm swinging good right now. I feel good. There's two outs. There's nobody on. Hey, let's try to shake him up a little bit, get him off his game. I know how it works, man. You know, like, it's baseball. But I'm not I'm not out here, you know, complaining about it. The only thing I could do is just do everything I can to score. That guy could have punched me in the face. I still ask him for a signed jersey, but, you know, like, I got nothing but respect for that, for that cat, bro. He's a real one. You know, he said his piece, and I listened, you know. That's it. Say this, the more secure I've become as a man and who I am, the more of my raw emotions come out on the field, you know? And I'm not out here to disrespect nobody or whatever, but I want to win, you know? I've lost my whole career, and I ain't trying to start this season 0-2. Nick Castellanos <laughs> sums up the opening day series uh, for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. Uh, and what's going on, man? Nick Castellanos is my new hero. <laughs> you know, he said everything perfect. Some people took exception, which we'll get into. Uh, Major League Baseball took exception to what he did. Two-game suspension that he is currently 
appealing. Uh, there was fines handed out to some other players involved. Uh, but what a fun weekend of Reds baseball. You, you got to love the Reds-Cardinals rivalry. It's, it's outstanding every time. It's outstanding every time, and, and baseball's overreacting. Uh, it's not like the Reds-Pirates from a few years back. I, I, the Reds may be getting a little bit of a reputation, though, with the league, so maybe they're kind of going with that that way. But uh, in this case, I, I don't see any long – I don't see any beanball wars uh, emerging from this uh, from this rivalry. It's never been about that. Even after the Brandon Phillips situation, uh, everything calmed down. Between the players, now between the fans, uh, I think this reignited the uh, rivalry a little bit. Yeah, I think the Pirates come into town kind of tiptoeing. <laughs> after, after, what, after what they witnessed. Yeah, well, you know, uh, what's-his-name is no longer manager, Clint Hurdle. Uh, so some of that's kind of calmed down. Plus, I mean, there's no, there's hardly anybody left, if anyone, uh, from the uh, from the heated rivalry between the Reds and Pirates. But uh, what a weekend for the Reds. They go 2-1. and one. They're in first place. Uh, coming out of the weekend, I, th- I think it's the first time since at least 2017. I'll, I'll need to go back and look. I'll do that while we're uh, talking during the show. But uh, it, 2018, they definitely did not go two and one out of the gate. 2019, uh, nope. Last nope. year, nope. So it, it's been a while that the Reds have have come out of the opening series with a winning record, a winning a ser- a series win, which have been few and far between until last year. So, and even last year, there was so many, so many series that they should have won that they didn't. So fun baseball weekend. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into some of the uh, Reds players injuries. I'll talk about how opening day was, what it's like to go to a game uh, post COVID and uh, much, much more. Some news on COVID came out today too. I, I don't know how it's going to affect the Reds, but uh, Mike DeWine did announce that in Ohio, uh, outdoor events no longer have a percent capacity uh, restriction, uh, but you got to keep everyone separated. So not sure how that will work with the Reds, what the Reds will be able to do with that. Um, and, and, uh, but, I mean, it was a lot I believe, of fun. I believe he's going to address, address that on Thursday. Oh, he's going to address it on Thursday. Okay. I think so. But I, I could see maybe 50%. I saw the Texas Rangers uh, photos today. They started with 100% capacity today. I think they go to 50% tomorrow, which, which as far as the pandemic goes, makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah, um, I saw that picture, and I was like, you know, I, part of me is like, you know, it's it's awesome because you want that to happen. You want to see a full house, but, and, and, but on the other hand, it's, it's too early. I would do it. I, I, I disagree with you there. I would be there a hundred percent. I will say this. I, I know you have not uh, really been anywhere uh, in the last year and a half, but uh, in the first time uh, that you go someplace where there's a lot of people, uh, there is anxiety you're going to have unless you just kind of blew the whole thing off to begin with. Uh, that wasn't me. That definitely wasn't you. But uh, so, for example, last May, uh, when things started to open up uh, for the first time, I went to uh, the Smoky Mountains, a uh, little bit apprehensive there, uh, got used to it. And then uh, this past spring, uh, we went. I went to a Savannah Bananas game down in Savannah, Georgia. 2,000 people there, The really the first big, big event because – Smoky Mountains, you can go there. Uh, most things are outside. 
and uh, even the crowded places it's so spread out you can you can you can you can distance from people uh savannah bananas game you were distanced a little bit but i mean it was two thousand people inside the stadium 50 percent capacity everything was done safely uh, no complaints about that but uh it j- just being the first time you've been someplace definitely definitely there's a little bit of anxiety you 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 get used to it i'm glad i went to that game because it made opening day uh, from that aspect a, a lot easier and and uh, let's just get into opening day. We'll, we'll get more into Nick Castellanos uh, throughout the show or at, towards the end of the show. But uh, opening day from a fan's perspective, I was there. Uh, one, it was cold. <laughs> Coldest opening day on record. 37 degrees first pitch, and my legs are still frozen. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to, I've I've played a lot of softball games where it was twenty five degrees, and yeah, I yeah, feel you. I feel you. I, I should have worn my twenty seven point eight masks. On <laughs> my, really my legs, on my legs at that. <laughs> but uh, now the game was done well uh, as far as uh, the mask police. Not really. Uh, a couple times the usher pointed at a guy to pull his mask up. Mine was probably halfway on most of the game. Uh, there was another instance where there were some fans towards the end of the game congregating together and security came, didn't really kick anyone out. Just asked him to move, move along. Uh, didn't really see it as a big deal. There was no one else around them. So they were only perhaps, uh, putting themselves at risk, but, uh, but overall everyone's well behaved. Now the security guard <laughs> was telling them to follow social distancing uh, and mask uh, requirements. Uh, she had her mask below her nose. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, and I have no problem. I have no problem that she did, but you know, if you're going to be enforcing the rules cause she had glasses on. So I understand completely, but may, yeah. maybe while you're going to go down to talk to him, just pull it up for that half second. So, so uh, just to give them something less, because you know people are drinking, so they don't always are, aren't going to always have the uh, uh, fullest uh, capacity on thinking. But uh, other thing from a fan aspect uh, was the food, uh, and this is kind of compl- of a complaint. First world problems. <laughs> the hot dog buns were red. Really. Yeah, red hot dog buns, and you know it's kind of cool at first, and you, it's like, yeah, I don't know about that. They seem to get stale quicker, and uh, again, hot dog bread is not usually red. Yeah, last time I checked, it wasn't red. <laughs> I guess it could be worse. I mean, at least it wasn't green. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would rather have one color, and it wouldn't be green or red. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, everyone, everyone seemed to be well behaved during the game. Uh, a couple people uh, looked like they moved into the wrong seats. They were so drunk they may not have known it. <laughs> <laughs> they just wandered around and fell into a seat. Uh, honestly, the one girl she could, when she got up to, to when the ushers moved her, uh, she could barely stand. Wow. So you didn't have as much of your normal opening day crowd because mainly was uh, season ticket holders. Uh, so you had your more uh, more diehard fans there. But, uh, you know, it's still opening day in Cincinnati. So, But overall, it's glad to have baseball back, glad to be back in the stands. Uh, hopefully the Reds can get more fans. Honestly, from a selfish perspective, I like having the uh, pod system where no one's sitting in front of me, no one's sitting beside me. <laughs> so 
no one's sitting behind me, so it, 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 I like that. It's almost like having my own stadium to myself. Uh, but I, I know for the Reds to be successful, for them to be able to put more money into the team on and off the field, they, they need uh, the ability to go uh, for a full house. And, of course, one thing beyond the p- pandemic to get there, they got to start winning consistently. They started off the season well. Hopefully they can continue it. But uh, game-wise, uh, here is kind of my quick synopsis. I'll let you get into yours. Uh, defense and mental errors cost them that game. Uh, Suarez unfortunately had two uh, key errors in the game. Uh, Vado could have saved him on one. I, th- I think both of them went against uh, Suarez in that. Uh, definitely a fielding error and I think a throwing error as well. Uh, and then uh, the base running error as the Reds were starting to rally. Uh, other notes from the game that I saw in really all three games this weekend, the Reds were not their typical Reds team we've seen the last uh, few years. It wasn't strikeout, walk, home run. It, there was there was rallies going with base hits, driving people in, moving them around the bases. Maybe not much stealing. You're not going to see that in baseball much anymore. But uh, it it was nice to see them not swinging for the fences every time, especially when they're trying to come back from a huge deficit early on. Uh, I'm not too worried about uh, about uh, Castillo because. Cold games, it's, I, I've been to opening days when it's been cold, and it's usually one of two things happens. One, the hitters can't hit, and you get a pitching duel. Or I think a lot of times you'll see what we saw on uh, on Thursday, which was kind of a slugfest. Well, I look at it this way. Being that cold is very hard to hit a ball, and especially trying to field a ball, too. It's not easy. Right, but I I think with I think the I think it kind of messed with the pitchers a little bit more, more though yeah. on Thursday, um, especially with the wind when it did pick up, uh, it kind of drove those balls in the cold weather, um, but uh, yeah, but uh, Suarez making the 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 errors that game uh, hurt the base running mistake uh, as they were rallying. Um, also hurt, uh, but I, I one thing I noticed is uh, compared to even last year. Last year, uh, it seemed like any time the Reds uh, fell down quickly, uh, they just kind of hung their heads down. First, even if it's first inning, they get down three or four runs. They would, I mean, it was like it was watching a lifeless team. This team on Thursday even was not lifeless. That even after they got uh, down seven runs. Well, I think. This season's good. The, the Reds are going to be a team to to, to be feared because they're 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 being aggressive. And that's what I, I love seeing the aggressiveness. I love seeing through the fire. The fire really helps this team because you need somebody to fire a team up. And and guys like Cassianos and guys like Mustakis, these guys are going to be the fire. And and Jonathan India is showing us something. Yeah, that that was my other thing. India absolutely looked uh, like he belonged. Made a couple of great plays, uh, especially opening day. Uh, throughout the weekend, uh, made some good plays. Uh, he's going to be a rookie, so he's going to go through his slumps as uh, hitter as the pitchers adjust to him. But at, at the plate, he has looked really good. He's looked good, and then his hair looks good. But he's 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 hitting the ball and he's fielding <laughs> the ball. He's doing it all right now. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, 
So uh, the, the other notes I have from this weekend, uh, Hoffman, who I was not very skeptical about, he looked really good on Sunday. Yeah, he, he came out. Um, and I love seeing the, the matchup with him and Arenado because they're teammates. Even though he threw one in and brushed him back a little bit, I thought that was great. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, the Reds offense, 27 runs in three games. Wow. That's impressive. That That's very impressive. I mean, so far this year, I would say this team uh, looks, I mean, it's three games so that they could go into a huge slump and make this statement fall. So I'll knock on some wood, but uh, this probably looks like the best offensive team uh, through three games since the Adam Dunn, King Griffey Jr. era. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, mean, uh, that's, that's, I, was, I was thinking the exact same thing as you were saying. Because, <laughs> I mean, e- even during the 2012 season when the Reds won 97 games, that was done from primarily pitching and defense. Uh, there was some great offensive play as well, but it wasn't it wasn't the dominance and the, and the, you know, just continual run scoring like they like we saw this past weekend. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the game's changed over the years. It looks like the Reds are going a little bit old school because there was a lot of uh, runs scored on on singles and double line drives. Uh, not a lot of infield hits. Uh, those are those are always fun, too. Uh, but the, the Reds uh, definitely. Uh, show that they're they're out there to try to score. I know uh, the announcers, and we'll get to them in a minute too, uh, talked about how Nick Crawl, who a lot of Reds fans were like, he knows nothing about baseball. Why is he there? He's just there to sign checks or, or agree to uh, the cuts that ownership had to make because of the pandemic uh, last year. No, he, he actually seems to, to love baseball like we all do. And, and from what I gathered listening to John Sadak and uh, Barry Larkin, uh, it sounded like uh, his he wants to get back to not hitting runs and and some of those things, but not just to get away from the trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark every single time. I mean, you need home runs. The Reds absolutely had home runs uh, through the series. Nick Castellanos had a couple of big home runs. Uh, Tucker Barnhart had a home run, uh, but. I, I was more impressed with uh, just getting runs dro- drove in. There, there was not too many cases where you had a runner on third to start the inning and, and not score, and we've seen that time after time the last few years. So it was nice to see the Reds actually, um, you know, get them on, get them over, and get them in. Yeah, I saw a percentage earlier. It was like 60% last year. They hit, it was home runs with the runs they ever scored. This year, so far, it's 44%. So – it's down there. They're, they're, they're spreading the ball out, and that's what you need to do. And, that, and especially to come back, you can't slug your way. Most of the time, you're not going to be able to slug your way back into a game. You you got to get on base. You got to get runners aboard. Uh, that way, if you, if you do get the big hit, the double, the triple, the home run, uh, it, it's going to do some damage. If you try to slug your way one batter at a time, it, it's not going to work. And uh, so hopefully they can continue that. I think Nick Crawl. Uh, Deserve some credit if that's the message he sent to uh, David Bell and, and the team and the players uh, in the spring in spring training. Uh, I, I know talking with him a few years ago at uh, spring training, uh, he he his philosophy falls aligned with a lot of uh, traditional Reds fans mixed in with the analytics to back it up, and I think that that's gonna that's gonna work well. Uh, I mean, the game time management's not going to be Nick Crawl. It's going to be 
uh, David Bell to pull off that. But as an organization, uh, they got the pitching <laughs> where it needs to be. You're seeing some, I mean, you saw Hoffman on Sunday just have a great out, outing, and no one was expecting that. I mean, that's a guy we thought was just a throwaway player to get rid of uh, Robert Stevenson. Well, Stevenson was a throwaway player. <laughs> let's say it this way. You got, I mean, Castillo had a rough opening day, which is great. It's fine. It's one game. Uh, Sonny Gray's working his way back. So once Craig gets back here, one of these guys like DeLeon and Hoffman and, and one of those two guys are going to go into yeah. the bullpen. Yeah, Monday night. So again, this way, Hoffman has a better, but DeLeon's pitching tonight and he's looked good. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough decision, I think. Yeah, we're recording this Monday night and, uh, and uh, Sonny Gray is uh, pitching tonight at the alternate site in Louisville uh, with fans. So uh, it's kind of cool. I was kind of disappointed that the AAA season wasn't starting right away. Uh, but the way that they're doing the alternate site this year is pretty much uh, is pretty much having minor league baseball, but uh, in a limited way. Uh, I guess they'll get fully back into that in May. So uh, it's glad to have baseball back. And it's you know it's still early, but it's nice to say it's still early with some caution and optimism versus you know it's still early because the Reds are zero and three. You could be the Red Sox who just got swept by the Orioles. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, hate, I, I would hate to be a Red Sox fan right now. Right. I mean, they're saying it's still, it's early. I mean, we've been there last year. We're like, oh, it's early. It's early. The year before, it's early. It's early. Uh, Dave, yeah, we, we lost opening series to the Tigers last year, if you might remember. Yeah, Brian Price's final year, 1-18. Uh, <laughs> after, after the first four or five days, we probably stopped saying it's early. But, I mean, even David Bell's first season wasn't – he started off not much better than, than uh, Brian Price's uh, final season. So it's nice to see some winning. It's nice to see uh, – it's nice to see some fire in this team, which is, is one of the big takeaways I think that Red fans can take from the first season. Uh, there's always going to be negative fans. Some people were complaining – about everything from the announcers to uh, Barry Larkin being a homer, which is the stupidest thing. One, he's a not a good play-by-play guy. He's a colored commentator that played for the Reds for 19 years, has been a part of the organization. So, yes, he's going to be a homer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, he has experience uh, with MLB Network and ESPN. Uh, he, he adds a lot to the game. Uh He's not. He's a little bit more subdued than uh, than Sean Casey was when he had that role a few games in the past. But I, I've enjoyed Barry Larkin. I, I like the new play by play guy, John John Sadak. I know some people say his voice tone reminds him a little them a little bit of Tom. But I, I there, there's one guy I think uh, if you're a wrestling or mixed martial arts fan uh, that probably fits more uh, if you really listen closer, and that is uh, Morrow. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Morrow's a very good, very, very Morrow's very good. If you ever see him call, I think it's Bellator now or something. Yeah, I'm not a huge. He's a, he's a very good. I'm not very a, good. I'm not a huge Morrow fan uh, from wrestling, but uh, the excitement that John Sadak brings and, and kind of the vocal tones uh, uh, definitely brings that. Plus, he he gave a Hollywood Hulk Hogan reference on the game the other day, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's no longer Fox Sports Ohio. Uh, that was the other thing. They rebranded as opening game day started. They're now Bally Sports Ohio. They're going to bring betting in, which, uh, 
you know, it's very hypocritical from baseball standpoint. Uh, I, with, with all the gambling that baseball is now allowing because they're making money off of it, um, it, it's time to bring Pete Rose in. Of course, baseball wouldn't be baseball with Rob Manfred anyway if, if it wasn't hypocritical, which is what we'll get into next. And no, we're not going to talk about the All-Star game. But the uh, what we started the show off with, the fight and the aftermath. Today, baseball announced a two-game suspension for Nick Castellanos and a uh, fines for other players such as Yachty Molina, Jesse Winker, and uh, so forth. I, I think the fines are justified, especially in the COVID era, because they don't want uh, people getting together on the field, even though it makes no scientific sense since they're on the field anyway. But they don't they don't want it. Uh, they didn't want it before COVID. I, fans absolutely love seeing the passion. What you don't want to see is what happened when the uh, in the Johnny Cueto incident back in 2010. You, you never want, in any of the fights. None of the fans that that see the fights want to see anyone get hurt. Uh, the, the, that fight in 2000, I was there. And I, I, I remember seeing kicking and everything. Oh, that was really bad. It, it, yeah. That fight, we got ugly. Yesterday, or, well, not yesterday, I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday wasn't. It wasn't it really wasn't a light, fight. It wasn't, it wasn't a fight. There was no punches thrown at all. But they suspend a guy who didn't throw a punch. He walked away. He right. did what you're supposed to do. He walked away. Yeah, honestly, no, no one in, in that incident should have gotten should have gotten suspended. The, the the game yesterday, there was no tension whatsoever between the two teams. They went out and played baseball. I think Castellanos even got hit yesterday and and no issues because it was obvious it was just a, in that case it was just a ball that got away. The one on Saturday that's very questionable. Yachty, um, Yachty, uh, you know, uh, targeted down and in, and uh, he missed by three feet. And you're not going to miss like that with a fastball, ninety three. No. No, I've taken a fastball off the back, and I tell you, it, it, it sucks. Yeah, you can take the, I didn't take in the ribs. I sure that, that really hurt, but taking the back sucks too. So yeah, ninety three. And to be fair, because I've seen some Reds uh, fans say, "Well, his, his knee was in the back." That that was just a bang bang clean play at the plate. No, there was no nothing dirty on the part of the of the Cardinals pitcher in in that case. Uh, the the pitch was kind of dirty, and that was obviously retaliation for the home run on opening day where he celebrated a little bit, but, uh, but overall, uh, the, the play itself clean, uh, Nick Castellanos. I loved when I love the emotion. I'd love to see that more out of players. I, I think he, I think he went right to the line of, uh, you know, being disrespectful. But I, in that case, I think it was like, yeah, I scored on you. Hit yeah. me, hit me now. Versus more of a uh, suck it type <laughs> chant that uh, <laughs> that, that I, I don't think baseball would want to go that far, but I, I, it adds excitement to the game. It adds fun. Everyone on Twitter was talking about it. No one got hurt. No punches were thrown. Uh, I mean, Castellanos and uh, Yachty, uh, at, while the rest of the players were doing whatever they were doing, uh, they were over on the side having a conversation uh, t- talking things out and uh, and uh, Castellanos had his hands behind his back the entire time. There is no reason why uh, he would get suspended. Nobody else would. Nobody should got suspended in that thing. It, the, there's been far worse uh, fights in baseball. I mean, going back to the 2010 one, 
Uh, started off with Yachty and Brandon Phillips uh, having words like that. Neither one of those guys got fined. Neither player got suspended. Uh, Dusty and uh, Tony LaRusso, who don't like each other, they got suspended. Uh, Johnny Cueto got suspended seven games for uh, spiking uh, Jason LaRue, and unfortunately that pretty much ended Jason's uh, career. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I love Johnny Cueto. I think that was something uh, something he hopefully regrets. I, I know he said he was being pushed up against the the backstop, so he was, I guess, went into fight-or-flight mode. But uh, uh, you, you don't want to see that as a fan, that, that part of it. Uh, stunk, but you you do like seeing the 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 passion from both teams and and the uh, drama that it adds to the game. I mean, you don't want to see it every game, but uh, from time to time, it's justified and and it adds to the uh, storylines uh, when these two teams meet. Yeah, I mean, if you want to suspend somebody, suspend the entire Astro team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody on the Astro. I don't like. I don't like the comparisons, but, but yes, uh, something that turned baseball fans off, uh, an embarrassment to the game, and, and none of them got suspended, and they they were obviously cheating in the World Series. Yeah, and I mean, the only guys that felt the wrath of that was the manager and the general manager. Uh, yeah, I know. And they're working again. I mean, come on. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, of course, the uh, Astros absolutely destroyed the A's. I mean, the fans were giving them all kinds of crap. Uh, opening weekend, you know, first time since all that broke out, the fans have been able to, uh, you know, make their make their uh, voices known. A little bit in spring training last year, but really the first time in a regular season game. And uh, the Reds would have had the most runs scored in baseball, but if it were not for the um, for the Astros and the Astros pitching absolutely dominated. I feel bad for Dusty Baker. Oh, absolutely. Cause Dusty's a stand-up guy. He would not put up with any of any of that type of cheating. Uh, and and he, he's a really good manager. I think he should be in the hall of fame. Uh, I know it's probably his uh, postseason record is going to keep him from that. But I mean, everywhere the guy goes, he wins. I mean, the guy batted behind Hank Aaron. Come on, man, give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but back to back to Castellanos' uh, situation. He's appealing. I, I don't know how the process works. If it goes to somebody independent of Rob Manfred, anyone with common sense should know that's not something you want to suspend guys for. I, I, I think the fines, I think, are are appropriate. Uh, it's COVID's still there, so you don't uh, want people. Um, needlessly uh you know in the scrum like that uh but i, I mean I, I watched last year when major league baseball was not playing i watched a lot of chinese prof- professional baseball league out of taiwan and um and in those cases uh i think like the first weekend there they had a, a good old-fashioned uh fight with uh, with punches thrown in the middle of the pandemic, it was it was awesome to see. <laughs> just because back then we were all sitting at home, and it was just kind of a sign that there could be normal again. Yeah, it was fun to watch if, because in Japan they they love baseball there, and then when they get hit by a pitch, you used to like they used to tip your hat or something like that. I don't know, Mister Baseball, watch Mister Baseball. Right, but, uh, but yeah, I, 
to see that during the pandemic, it's like, wow, yeah, we, we may get baseball again. Yeah. After, of course, we did eventually, but it was cool to see. Yeah, it was cool to see. And, and you know, baseball's back. The Reds are up two to one, uh, or sorry, they're, when they're uh, two and one on the season. Um, something we haven't uh, said in a while, a fast start. Uh, hopefully it continues as we go through the weeks. And uh, Nick Castellanos, I don't think there's any question, player of the weekend. Oh, totally. He's he's right now. He's the number one guy in Cincinnati. Now, who's your pitcher of the weekend? Now, my pitcher of the weekend. I'm going to go with Hoffman. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Seattle Perez. What a debut he had! Uh, that, the guy that was throwing. True. The guy was throwing 100 miles an hour. I mean, who saw that coming? <laughs> I mean, there's been. I mean, besides Hunter Green throwing 105 in some warm up games, this guy's got some heat. Right. I like it. I like it. And he's fired. He gets fired up in the strikeouts. Yep. So uh, there was a, there was a feature we did last year. I wasn't sure we were going to do this year. I think we are. And it's coming from the same guy. So let's see if I push the right button. Now it's time for tales from the Twitter sphere on the Reds fans chatter podcast. So like last year, most tweets came from this guy and uh, former red Trevor Bauer tweeted today. MLB's note to players, don't get excited about big moments or play with intensity. We will find you and suspend you if we do. Hashtag free Nick Castellanos. That's that's epic. I love Trevor Bauer. I, I wish him the best in L.A., man. But, I mean, the, the dude is real. He's real. He gives you the truth. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think if, if money would have – if the Reds would have been able to uh, keep him, I, I think there's a chance – uh, that he would have came back to Cincinnati. I, I really think that there was a good chance when it first started, uh, he wanted Cincinnati to be at the top of his list. I think his agent, because they've talked about this, where she kind of like led, led him to say, you know, it's it's more about than just him uh, with the money because it also affects what other players make and that kind of thing. And, and you know, the, the Reds, uh, once uh, Forbes came out with their baseball list evaluations, uh, while team values didn't go down, revenues were big, big time. And I've read some some stupid people's uh, sports uh, writers analysis about, uh, well, you know, the, the teams are still worth four billion dollars. So why can't they spend that, that? My house, because I don't know if you're familiar with real estate markets in this area, but my house is now worth based on what my neighbor's house sold was fifty, sixty thousand dollars more uh, than I paid for it uh two years ago that doesn't mean i can go out and pay cash for a for a uh, sixty thousand dollar vehicle yeah <laughs> so i mean it's, it's kind of the same thing the reds on a different schedule i mean level i mean the reds they it is the reds do have a pretty good finance we're financially stable uh but last year according to forbes and uh phil castellini kind of uh confirmed it they lost 48 million dollars last year Actual yeah. actual loss and uh, revenues were down. Uh, I can't I can't find what they were in 2019, but I believe it was around 238 million dollars in total revenues, including revenue sharing. Last year, that number was 110. Wow! In total revenues, and you know they spent. Of course, payroll was reduced, so they did, they had a they had the highest payroll last year. I think it was in the 120 130 million dollar range. Uh, maybe slightly more, but 
Of course, it was reduced to 30% of that because of the game of the schedule only being 60 games, but uh, no fans in the stands, especially for mid-market teams like the Reds. Uh, I mean, that, that really hurt. I mean, the Padres, they went out and spent money. Uh, the Reds did not ask for any of their owners to chip in additional money. They went and actually took a loan out. Uh, so uh, I, I think capital probably would have been the better choice, but some of the owners may be, may you know, everybody last year, unless you were just the super rich, uh, and and I don't think Bob Castellini falls into that. I mean, uh, he he sells lettuce <laughs> and produce. <laughs> it's not like he's uh, at Amazon. But uh, well, I mean, we got to look at one thing now. Bauer could always return here. Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a chance, you know, a couple of years down the road, we could have more money. He could come back. Right. All is good. All is good in the world, especially in Cincinnati. Right. Absolutely. That would be great. That would be great. I would love to have him back yeah, here. But I mean, he, and, and I know some people sold out, said he sold out, but the Dodgers were like, I mean, him playing for the Dodgers would be, if I had any major league skill, would be like me playing for the Reds. He grew up uh, in that area. So, I mean, it's it's kind of him going home in addition to, you know, $40, $40 million. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I think if you look at what he's getting paid this year and what the Reds lost uh, in losses last year, there's like an $85 million spread. So, yeah. he, he's like making more $85 million more money than what the Reds netted last year. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I know some fans were calling the Castellinis cheap. Now that they didn't make some other moves this year, hopefully, uh, with with the governor's new simpler COVID rules in Ohio, uh, maybe we wait a couple weeks, see what happens in Texas with uh, their opening day there, which was absolute. I mean, the pictures I saw. Uh, which we discussed a little bit earlier where, I mean, it was crazy. Some people have masks on most seem, seem not to in the pictures we saw. Uh, but I mean, there's, there's been some state, uh, basketball tournaments, uh, in Kentucky and the pictures I saw there looked to be about as crowded, even though it was 25%, they said all 25% on the same side. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. With, with no mask and being inside. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, in Kentucky, so, but I mean, there's a lot of people are getting vaccinated. Uh, Texas uh, reduced their restrictions a few weeks ago. Their cases are still going down. Uh, so hopefully it stays that way. We can get back to normal, get vaccinated, and uh, end this year-and-a-half-long nightmare. Yeah, I'm still trying to, to get an appointment to get vaccinated. It's kind of hard to do around this area. I, I The secret is you got to treat it like concert tickets and and be willing to drive uh, to small towns to get it. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of expanding the uh, area or the zip codes and yeah, see what we can do. Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I drove three hours. That's probably a little extreme, but uh, it was worth it. Uh, over uh, over the weekend uh, yesterday, uh, I got to spend Easter with my family. Uh, there was probably fifteen people there, so not, I think usually we have over, a little bit over twenty, but. Uh, Still, it was uh, it was nice to uh, to see fr friends and family. Other than the kids, everyone was vaccinated. So uh, 
probably not a hundred percent safe, but nothing is. But so it, it was nice to get back to normal. And uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, fans at Great American Ballpark, fans in Texas, uh, minor league baseball having fans at, at some level. It, it, it's all step forward, and then hopefully. Uh, hopefully we can get there. I mean, Phil Castellini said himself that uh, even if he could open up 100% capacity, even for opening day, uh, there's probably the research that he's seeing is there's about 50% of the uh, fan base is still apprehensive about uh, attending large events. So it's going to take some time for some people, and, and that's okay. Yeah, one step at a time, man. Let's do one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time, or or run full force, whatever whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with. I, I'm I'm more run full force now, but uh, but still, I, I know some people are not going to be ready for that, and and that's okay too. You gotta you gotta do what's best for you. Yeah, I'll feel the same way once I get vaccinated. I'll be like, let's have concerts and let's just go stage diving. I don't, you know, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Oh man. Well, I think that wraps up this show. Uh, we got a few fun shows coming up. Last year, we did a lot of breakdowns of each individual game. I don't think we're going to do that this year. That kind of got boring and, and tedious. Uh, if you disagree, though, uh, be sure to uh, let us know. Uh, you can uh, tweet me at Scott Evans on air. Uh, Nick, yours is, I think, at NLC14. NCL. NCL14. NCL14. Uh, but coming up on the show, uh, we're going to break down Adam Dunn. Uh, we're going to do periodic season updates. Uh, we're going to talk uh, to the Savannah Bananas owner and, and just talk about the crazy way he's making baseball fun, especially at a lower level um, again, and, and, and see if what he thinks could be done at the major league level to expand the game, make the games more fun. I, the one thing at the game on uh, – Thursday is a lot of the in-between innings where it was public service announcement after public service announcement after about getting vaccines, which is important. I mean, we talk about it here on the show, but at the same time, baseball, you, you want an escape from all that too. So uh, bring back the skyline shuffle. They had all that too, but uh, I mean, there, there's some things uh, hopefully the Reds can, can work in as along that baseball allows. I'd love to see, uh, the on-field entertainment uh, return with the Reds uh, rally pack, throwing things into the stands, mascots dancing on the field. Uh, not allowed by baseball yet, but uh, hopefully we'll get there. Uh, hopefully by end of the season they'll they'll allow it. Uh, there's really no reason not to, but uh, they're being extremely careful with players. I, I did hear on, I don't remember where I heard it. it may have been MLB Network Radio. Maybe an MLB network. Uh, I did hear that uh, as the players get vaccinated, some of the on-field rules will uh, change. One on-field rule, uh, I forgot to mention this, that that's uh, that the players are basically telling Rob Manfred, no, we're, we're not going to do that, is uh, players are not supposed to throw baseballs into the stands. Really? Yeah, like in between innings or whatever or, or for any reason. Yeah, no one's listening to that, and, and the CDC came out today and, and basically said, while it's possible to uh, get sick or get infected by touch, it's very, very unlikely. They said there's like maybe a 1 in 10,000 or 1 in 100,000 chance 
of getting sick that way. So it, it makes no sense not to allow autographs other than, you know, you may be standing too close to the player and it makes no sense not to allow, especially from 50 yards away to throw a baseball into the stands. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a better chance of getting the flu from Jesse Winker. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh man. And then Aaron, Harang, we're going to do a show on Aaron Harang. We're going to do a show on Jonathan India. And uh, if you have any show of things you or topics, you'd like to see us uh, talk about to uh, hit us up online uh, on Twitter, it's at Scott Evans on air, and uh, we'll do that. Also, be sure to subscribe. This show is for subscribers only to take a page out of uh, Trevor Bauer. So hit the subscribe button uh, wherever you're listening. I probably should have said that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> we could have been like OnlyFans, but no, I don't want to do that. No, I am. No, <laughs> nobody wants to see me on video in any any format whatsoever. Yeah, you don't want to see this body on video, that's for sure. (laughs) So until next week, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.